M-O-M. Me. This place is like uber creepy, Scoop. Hello, my children. Warning. Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Welcome to Supernatural The Crossroads on Rain Man Digital Crossroads 003. I am your host, Thomas Cowley, and joined with me today is Ryan Denton. Jello. And Michael Flores. And today we're talking about Supernatural Season 13, Episode 17, The Thing. Yes. Now this was a pretty standard... In my pants. The Thing in Your Pants. That's a separate Patreon tier episode. Davey Perez was writing that episode just for me. So those. It was a love letter. It was a love letter. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. It was actually a DM. He, sli- <laughs> he, he slid your DM with he some slid tentacles. He slid me a DM. Ugh. Wait, what? He and sl- you slit him a DM yeah. with tentacle pick? Yeah, it was okay. fan fiction. I wasn't supposed to talk about it. He's like, I'm going to make this happen for you, Mike. I got you. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, Davey. There you go. Jesus, the imagery a, alone. <laughs> that is not a fan. Like, dude, I just had a your picture. Dick is like a fort yeah. that grabs It's things. got like fucking <laughs> suction cups and shit on I, it. Don't, don't hate on my fantasies. Don't hate on the love that I and Davey Perez have for tentacles. Tentacle porn? Yes. No, don't do that. You want to okay. wrap your tentacle dick around his neck? Is that, I mean, it would be a useful appendage if you could grab things. I'm just saying and yeah. has suction cups on it. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> oh, gross. Rats. Anyway, that's, that's just disgusting. Rawr. That, <laughs> Rawr. Rawr. Oh God, that needs to be a drop. Oh Rawr. my God. So as we can see, this episode had all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. B film potential up the ass, very reminiscent of old schlocky movies from the 50s, 60s, even into the 70s, if you're counting Roger Corman. Uh, in Look this, at you. Dude, I know this shit. Nerd. You're not a complete idiot. Uh, we also had writer Davey Perez, a personal fan favorite amongst the show here, who's done very well with the show, giving us additional lore about the mental letters, additional lore about yeah. interdimensional rifts and creatures that live beyond the ve- uh, veil of time and space. Which I was been a, I have been a huge fucking fan of ever since the concept was first introduced way back in season six, with Lovecraft yeah. showing up. That yeah, was the, the Love- first yeah. time they had a little touch of this kind of thing showing up. They so, didn't give us any tentacles back then. They didn't give us tentacles back then. You know, we got them now. We learned more about what the Men of Letters knew about the universe and the multiverse. Fuck, what didn't they know is the only real question at this point. Between knowing about Oz, knowing about these Cthulhu beings, knowing about heaven and hell and the tablets and all kinds of other shit, that stuff just as the lore fan that I am just gets me wet. Oh, Oh. come on. Not get you hard, get you wet. So hard that I become wet. (laughs) 
You self lubricate? I, yep. I, That's all, you're a whole different type of species. My tentacle monster is different. <laughs> typically, I would take this to another level, but I don't think that I can. Thomas essentially said he's part of like a subspecies. Yeah. Yeah. He gets himself hard <laughs> and then also wet. He's a hermaphrodite. Okay. Well, that's not a subspecies. We just had tentacle no. dicks in the other guy over here. <laughs> At yeah, least, but mine was fantastical. Yeah. Like yours is just straight up yours disgusting. Straight up gross, oh, that's dude. the line. I don't want to know about your pre cum. Okay. Like <laughs> I just don't. Like I, it's not a thing. Too late for you now, though. Fuck. I was going to hit up Davey for an interview, but that's, that's nope, shot this is going to be like the 30 second air check that I send him. <laughs> that's shot. Here you go. Let's do our show if you haven't. He yeah, stops. Uh, right. He's, he's like, going to hear about it. Yeah, I get, my, I get wet every time I think about tentacles. This dude wants to fuck me. He's making up lies <laughs> about DMs. This motherfucker is talking about getting wet and not hard. What the hell? Yeah, he's like, this show's fucked. Whatever. <laughs> I'll do the interview. <laughs> That actually would be fun. He gives Dab his two-week notice. Like, I'm done. He's like, I'm done, man. I'm I wrote done, one bro. fucking episode about tentacles, and I got these weirdos DMing me about <laughs> tentacle cocks. And, this fandom, you know, this is it. This I can't fun, take it anymore. Fuck. <laughs> this is bullshit. Creating all kinds of porn after this episode. Dude, I will guarantee. Oh, it's already been done. The, I know exactly what you're talking uh, about. Yeah, it's already been I done. I will guarantee there is some fan fiction drawings of Dean with, you know what, I'm going to Google right now. Strap down you, you to know a what? slab. If anybody out up. there, we should just talk to the listeners, Thomas. We um, should. I think if anybody knows of any supernatural tentacle <sighs> slash fiction, Bro, I'm looking it up right now. Post it. Don't send it to me. Post it on my Facebook page. On my on the Crossroads Facebook. Page. Oh, it's not my on part. yours. Yeah, not, want everyone yeah, to see I, that? I don't want my mom seeing any type of tentacle, <laughs> you know, molesting Dean. I, I, don't, just, I don't. She doesn't need to see that. I just want to let you guys know that I put in Dean fanfic tentacles. Mm-hmm. And some of the images that I got score are rather shocking. Are interesting. See, I told you it's already going to be done. Yeah, wow, dude, you can find right. just about anything on the. So internet. while Ryan looks that up, we had a whole bunch of lore about the Men of Letters. We had Catch showing back up after a little bit of a hiatus there. Yeah, more yeah. of the moving parts moving into the season. We've got the Apocalypse World Rift fucking open. We've got a team going in there, Dean and Catch, who we know are very effective. From last season. So it'll be interesting to see how they work in this new, you know, violent, brutal world, different landscape where there's no real rules. And we already know they're kind of the same, right? Didn't yeah. they kind of put like kind of push that idea last season? Yes, yeah. very much so. Yeah. So I think that's a good setup to see where they're going to take the apocalypse world, what they're going to do and how different this world is compared to our own. But that we're going to get into that and all kinds of technical stuff this episode in just a little bit. But of course, we've got news first. Okay. The primary thing. And we kind of knew this was going to happen as we talked about it during last week's show. Mm -hmm. Our last discussion has sparked a bit of a discussion, a bit of a debate about the Scooby Natural episode. And many fans were thinking we, who who gave the show a pass themselves, were upset at our criticism, saying that it was just a fun episode. And some of you guys felt that Mike and myself were judging the episode a little bit too harshly. they They didn't say anything about me? Well, no. For a fact, actually, people were siding with you more than us wait what say that again people were siding with ryan more than mike and myself no well, you know first time for everything right Yay! everyone gets one right sorry now a lot of people were saying that this episode shouldn't be judged by the same standards as a standard supernatural episode a fact that i think mike you were probably the most vehemently against that concept yeah i guess so and <laughs> listen every, they can agree with ryan I'm they okay with that. And that's the thing is that yeah, this is, every dog has his day. <laughs> every dog Dean has his day or afternoon. The- 
I would just you like know, it. We got to make fun of him for Chuck so he can have this one, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a celebration. It, nice, nice, nice song for my celebration. Yeah, it first, is a miracle that you were right. First time the fandom actually agreed with Ryan. <laughs> let that sink in. <laughs> How long are we doing this? I want people to show? let that sink in and then realize the ludicrous. Of how stupid I am. Yeah. 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 Hey, whatever, man. I, how I, ludicrous that is. There we go. I was going to finish my sentence eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, look, man. You'll blind, get there. A blind squirrel stupid. has to find an acorn every now and then. Yeah. I just found one last episode. <laughs> you want to say anything, Brian? Um, I would just like to thank my supporters. Um, I would like to thank everyone out there that believed in me. And knew <laughs> one day that I would come through with... You know, some sensible things to say. Um, I don't remember what I said because I typically black out if I say something smart. Um, so I would just like to thank all my supporters out there. Everyone uh, on Single Guy Ryan's every, team. Yep, everyone on hashtag Single Guy Ryan's team that, that stood behind <laughs> me when Thomas kicked my ass in that game. Um, <laughs> even though I was winning halfway through the show. The first fucking question was the point you were winning. Uh, winning's winning. And um, I would just like to also Ryan's point having out, a great year. I would he also is? like to point out that, there, you know, uh, that you guys stuck with me with too thick and thin and um, crotch cams are coming soon. I promise. What? I don't know. He he went off on a separate like, tangent. Who's, who's I budget? Is it, are you promising? That's he's just going to bring his own camera. Yeah, stick it right in his camera. pants. Yeah, just a GoPro. Right just in suction cup to the bottom of the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can get suction cups from AdamandEve.com. Oh Jesus! Or from the the thing, the tentacle monster. Like, hey, let me borrow you some get of those. A suction cup. I'm going to look up like if there's a, a suction monster. cup tentacle. There you go. For like cameras, like it holds cameras. <laughs> I'm going to look now, it up right now. The fact of the matter is, you know, people are allowed to have different opinions. That's the whole idea of this show. Really. Surprisingly, <laughs> yes. Is that how life works? I didn't I know, know that. Why that was Contrary so to popular, I, like I like how Thomas got really like NBC. The more you know, right? <laughs> like whether you believe this or not, people are entitled <laughs> to their opinions. I know that is a shocking Take statement. That, bullies by today's standards. <laughs> Take that, bullies. It really is. Though. He's going to start an anti-bully oh. campaign soon. Holy shit, there is oh, a suction cup that. tentacle camera. There holder. you go, Ryan. Order it now off Amazon. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh my god. No, but this show is supposed to be a fan show. We're, we've never gone into the show with the deliberate want to shit on any episode. Yeah. But we do go into every episode with the same critical eye that we've tried to bring across on this show since we started on across on this network, if you've listened to any other things. I, I was ashamed of myself after really? the episode. Yeah, I felt like when you first discover masturbation, you kind of you kind of feel ashamed a little bit because you're not oh, sure if it's yeah. okay. That's how God's I felt. Watching. That's how I felt after the discussion last week. I just felt ashamed. You were really ashamed of yourself. I wasn't the fan I should be. And I was very upset. I jumped in the shower and... and Jerked off real quick? No. That would add more shame. I (laughs) bathed myself. You you basically did the Finkel as Einhorn bathing from... Ace Ventura. Exactly. (laughs) You're just like like scrubbing. (laughs) Finkel as Einhorn. Einhorn Finkel. Yeah. So I, I, you know what? Look, Castiel has no powers. No. Castiel has no powers. It doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> oh my god! I hope that was on camera. <laughs> no. It wasn't. Oh, that's a shame. I, I just think that ultimately the the problem with the last episode, and I know people agreed with me and and everything. I, and most of the stuff that I said, but 
the the <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. I think it's really. I know serious. I'm super right and also smart, but <laughs> you see his face right now. Yeah, I, I wish get... I could zoom in. It's really like stern and like yeah, I was, I was right. Thank he, you, needs, he needs glasses to just like nudge it, nudge a little bit on his Hold face. On, like, well, actually, actually, that episode was rather stimulating, and I think no, I just honestly though, I think that there was. There, there was too much member berries, and yeah. I think the 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 thing is, even though I yeah, enjoy BW says it's Catholic guilt, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I um, I I enjoyed the episode for what it was, and 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 I think that's ultimately where what we should take away from it. That's it. I mean, there's nothing else that we really need to go into it. And I think, Oh wow. That is some graphic pornography. Ryan sent. I'm, I may have sent something interesting in the chat. I don't know if we can post that on our Facebook. Wait, you God. posted stuff in the chat. He said, yeah, no, 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 not this. Into, oh, into our we don't want to post stuff like that. No, Good dude, Lord. come on. I'm not that dumb. Well, I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. Um, so yeah, I, I you know what? Whatever, dude. I, I, the only reason that you I know what, is, whatever, let me get my point. Like, I was, I actually was going to a point. The thing is, I just like getting Mike fired up. So I know, you're smirking over I, there. Dude, the whole time you were going off, I was just laughing and you guys obviously couldn't see it. Cause we, I feel bad for the chat room. Cause they probably weren't even saying 90% of the percent of the things you were saying. <laughs> and oh, if yeah. they were, then you were changing it up. It's I, all yeah. about contacts. I'm Amen. sure. Amen. Tell Mike, we don't mean it like that. Ryan, they say you're a fucking asshole, man. I don't know where hey, that came Mike, from. Like someone in the chat room said that your fucking point is terrible. And I don't understand what they mean it's by like, that. It's like porno password, but like trolling password. It's like you just make up things. <laughs> the password is foreskin. Oh, jeez. Well, that wouldn't get me angry. I'm like, yeah, let me get inside. It's cozy. Oh, but all right. Uh, then. Oh. <laughs> This don't, is a terrible show. This I is all dick This is one tentacle episode and what just all the dick ha- jokes you know, show we, up. We need to pull, rate it in. Anyway, yeah, bring the whole point. In. We're going to have like a new listener tonight. Holy what shit. What's They're either going to be like, holy shit. These guys shit. are funny. These guys are cool. I found the show for me. <laughs> Holy shit. These guys are the worst human beings ever. <laughs> it's only two ways you can go. Yeah. It's well usually it's no, there is no middle ground. There is no gray area there. Yeah. No. Now again, this this show is supposed to be a fan show, but we that doesn't mean we're gonna just go easy on another episode necessarily. I know Mike had more of a and Ryan, you just said to it, the fact that it had too many member berries, and my big thing was that it broke Cannon over its knee for no question. Yeah. And if you had Gene Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner write that episode, you would have had people pissed with that level of yeah. just not giving a fuck about how ghosts work and or their powers. What? And I think that you know, the the episode that we followed it up with, I, I I truly liked. And I didn't quite understand what episode? The one the thing this episode, that was, oh. this episode that we're doing. I, I think that I, I really liked the follow up and I think it was a good follow up. And even still, Dean mentions he says yeah. and it's like and the okay, thing is, all right, cool. Ultimately people can disagree and that's fine. Yeah, and yeah. ultimately it comes down to this. You can debate and you know, there are people out there that like shows like The Magician and movies like The Last Jedi. <laughs> I'm sure people will find various moments where they can disagree and that's fine. Yeah. So Yeah. With that, we're going to move into some news. We've had a little bit of a tease that two Rocky very Thomas. Thank you very much, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that might be and that's ultimately what the internet devolves that into. Might be the best drop we have. Just saying. We have news that two very surprising returns are in store for season thirteen before the season ends. Yeah, this is from digitalspy.com. Oh, Bands- hold on, hold on. There's got to be one. We got to backtrack a bit. There was oh, okay. one thing people did disagree with what? of Ryan. 
Oh, was it was your comment about Castiel. I will sit here and defend my point on that. If the, if you removed Cass out of the episode, he was worthless, didn't need to be there. Okay, in the ep- Scooby Natural episode, yes, yes. But you took it up a notch with some people on Twitter. Oh, I did. I did pump it up a and, notch. And, yes. And you were trying to, you were purposely I was being a troll. The, yeah. Well, you, don't, years, you don't really mean the, that. And I even years. said that on Twitter. I was like, you don't even believe that yourself, Tom, I, uh, Ryan. I said 10 years and I was joking, but yeah. four years. Okay, stop. That might actually be. I accurate. completely disagree with you. The last four years. I feel like his story could have been better, but it, he's, he's necessary in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good troll though. You gotta, you gotta. You it gotta, was funny. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to be funny. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and mostly, and hopefully you'll keep trying. Shut up, Thomas. So digital spy says that, uh, Rock you Thomas, <laughs> God, that's, Andrew Dabb has teased that there will be two very surprising returns while Robert Singer has confirmed that there will be an alternate universe version of a character. Now, we've already seen alternate Bobby and alternate Kevin, alternate Michael, a whole bunch of others. Some people think that it could be Crowley showing up. I feel like that'd be a little too soon, personally, for having him just left. But they say a lot of the end... A lot of the end of this season is getting the whole gang back together. Scheduling has been really difficult with everybody because they're all working actors, but we've managed to cram pretty much everybody that the audience loves into the final run of episodes, Singer said. Cool. Uh, With the renewal of season 14, it continues to be the highest or longest running show, one of the longest running shows. Now, I'm so psyched to see how this season ends because there's so much going on. Well, Adab says that season 13 finale will leave the characters changed in a pretty big way. Awesome. With this finale, we we close some doors, but we also open some interesting doors as well. Ooh! Now we've talked about who we want to see return in some respect. I do think Crowley would be too soon since they just had his poignant death. He's not coming back of last season. Mark Shepard don't think it's he ain't coming back. He specifically said he won't be coming back. I I respect that though. I prefer that. Who do you guys want it to be? John Winchester. It Honestly. ain't gonna be. Dude. That's who I want to see. Dude, come he's back. like the lead character of The Walking Dead right yeah. now, and he I can't know. be he's in another show. Even he, it didn't say what makes sense. He said, "What do I want? Oh. Who do I want to come back?" Okay, who do you want to come back that makes sense? Sorry, I'd add make sense. If we're gonna do that, Abaddon. I mean, it, oh, it makes sense. <laughs> what do you think about that? No, I, I'm, just, I'm just going by what I want to see, but oh. does it make sense necessarily? I mean, she I did recreate who. herself in a bathtub once, and that didn't make any sense. So why can't you do that again? I never mind. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just hope it's not whoever comes back. It's not super duper mega fan service. Like, oh, my God, that person's it's got to make sense. We say this all the time. Yeah, if you're going to do still it waiting for Gabriel to make sense. I think well, that's com- that's coming. Dude. It's that, coming. That's and not I hope for, to God for it's no not a reason, dumb dude. idea as to I how it happened. It. I mean, but, he is the trickster. I mean, yeah. it's just, honestly, I don't put it past. Well, him. Let's talk about it at towards the yeah, end, towards the end right. Right. Yeah. but it's not a hard fix honestly no it's not i'm just wanting that we've we've talked a lot about how I this season's had now. a lot of return characters yeah. to where death has almost lost a lot of value since yeah. people just keep fucking coming back so i think they have to be very careful with this uh probably adam would be fun to see just because <gasps> they, they could close but the door on that people don't like him i don't give a fuck if people don't like him yeah, i just want but the, the a story lot of the writers finished do. with that the writers do care so yeah cuz they look at twitter <laughs> Come on, Whoa. Jesus! That's gonna get cut. You fucking that was like <laughs> just to- toxic as hell. I'm just saying. I hey, would like. Can't they get Twitter. 
Dude, I would no like. His, yeah, that's what you just voice. sounded like, Thomas. <laughs> we've com- we've bitched about that. Come on. Yes, I was hoping that voice would come back. Regardless of whether or not people want Adam to come back, I want them to at least finalize. Say, yeah, he's he's totally fucked. Don't worry about it. He's never leaving the pit. I need to be Something. careful when I argue when I complain about things because it opens a floodgate. Like I know how to like I know how to wink wink when I complain. Like Thomas is like fuck him all, fuck him all. <laughs> oh, I didn't think it was that violent. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What do I sound like when I complain? Not like that. Okay. <laughs> Thomas, I always think about like wow. Thomas was Tumblr before we met him. You got to remember. Oh, that. fuck off! You I want my chicken nuggets. <laughs> you have to watch other shows. Yeah, though. for that to make sense. I just for serious. Let's rein it in a bit. Like who? Let's go around the room really fast. Who do you want to see coming back? Someone that we haven't seen in a long time, and. It has to make sense. Okay. Don't say someone like, don't, this isn't like a dream team. This is no, someone no, no. that actually so, okay. makes sense. Okay. So I, I was, I was reading the chat room and I, and I, and that's everyone, not your idea. No, then. no, hold on. No. Let me, let me, <laughs> God, let me fucking elaborate. Um, I was reading the chat room and a lot of people said, don't bring Charlie back. But if you bring Charlie back for a good reason and, and I'd be okay with it where it's not Felicia day playing Felicia day nerd. I want a different version of her. I want a more serious version of Charlie. Apocalypse Earth, yes, Felicia Day, the, yes, or Charlie, yes, like she was after Wizard of Oz. Yes, I want, I want something more serious. If we got her back, I'd be okay with it, as long as they explained it, as long as they, I agree with that, as long as they gave her a good reason to be yeah. back, and it would, it would be another cool character. It would have they, an impact on the boys too. Yes, and I think that's what I want to see. I want to see that. Now, I, you know, everyone in the chat room is like, oh no, not Felicia, not you know Charlie. And I'm like, but got to remember, we have a really good idea. With the multiverse. Yeah. And we've got a chance for these characters to come back and not be the same one. Like we've seen with Bobby. So I think it would be really cool for her to come back and I would be okay with it. As long as it made sense and she was a darker version, I would be cool with it. Okay. But what about you, Thomas? One character that I'd like to see return, but I don't know how much plot relevance they would have, but it would work. It would be Balthazar Ooh, because be he's an angel. I felt like didn't get a lot of screen time and was very interesting in our universe so we've seen a new version of Zachariah for all of an episode. It'd be interesting to see Balthazar and what he's doing. Is he still a similar rogue angel? But I don't know how much plot relevance he would have to the story because he was really primarily concerned with his own almost trickster level interests in season six. Other characters, I'd love to see Death return, the alternate version, but I don't but know there what... there isn't an alternate version because there... But that's the question. I don't know if she's... Billy as Death is beyond the multiverse. We get yeah, the idea that she it. is. Yeah. So... Just, I'd love I to see that you, I'm like racking my brain for... Thomas ca- is such a fanboy for certain things. Yeah. I love it. Like, he, he, do, <laughs> he goes for all... For certain shit, and then when he gets into fanboy mode... Yeah. yeah. You can tell. All his choices I admit are full it, on. I fully admit it, though. Yeah, that's true. He does admit it. I who could you, who could you bring back that would be impactful? I think Ellen and Joe would make sense. You just want to see Joe. Yeah, let's talk about fanboy. But no, no. <laughs> Ellen was also at a recent uh, convention, and she hasn't been in a while. She looked good. That would be good. To and have them back. I feel like, why would you do that unless you're getting ready for something, right? Right. Okay, fair enough. So, and it would make sense. What if they existed in the Apocalypse Earth? I think it'd be cool. Because let's be honest, the characters that are going to return are going to be from the Apocalypse side. Yeah. Right. They right? To, right. Yeah. yeah. Is that what the article said? Or it, it didn't said really... that one of them will be, and then there's a return. It didn't say necessarily that both are the alternate universe Someone versions. Someone said, what if, uh, I don't, R-H-I, uh, said Jessica somehow. 
Oh, Sam, Sam that Jessica. Would fuck wow, with Sam, that would fuck it? with him. It'd fuck with me, I hope. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> dude, she, she is hot. So as, hot, dude. So hot. Well, actually, Mike. And, and she's still working, so she can do it. I think she can do it. She hasn't what's left it, the what's acting her last game. Name? Uh, it's close Pilecki? to Jared's. Pilecki, yeah. It's like something like that. Yeah. Speaking with Ellen and Joe possibly coming back, there has been additional talks from uh, Robert Singer about Mary's possible return or how that might look. They asked about Mary. Scoop on. Yeah. Yeah, because she's over in the other world. So, oh, yeah. saying, come so back Robert Singer said, just because Sam and Dean are trying to get Mary home doesn't mean she'll want to go back. She actually enjoys the fight in Apocalypse World. That's something that when she was in our world, she went off with the British Men of Letters, kind of upset the guys. She, in an odd way, has found more home there where she can be a pure fighter. And this is something we've talked about Dude, throughout season 12. One. So if you bring Ellen back, who was also a mother figure to them, and Jody Mills is still in the picture, and if Mary feels like she could do better in the apocalypse world, I think it could it could work. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, I think, where we actually discussed this specific thing, where I was saying that I think Mary is going to end yeah. up wanting to stay there because she's going to find her purpose. Yes. She's struggling to find where she belongs in this earth that well, she's out of time. She, yeah, she's out of touch. There's technology. There's yeah. tons of things not that she doesn't understand. More importantly, they're not her kids in some way. We got that from the end of season 12, where she goes back to when they were children. The grown men that she has met are not the people are not people she knows. And just from a writing standpoint, it's a very tidy way yeah. to wrap up the Mary Winchester storyline without having to or end it forever. Or or you kill can always go back to it when you yeah. want. It's a nice way, just like they tucked away Guy, they tucked away the darkness. Yeah. This is another nice little way to keep her in the background on Simmer, and when you need her, you can bring her back. You can yeah. bring her back. And, and, and Mike, you called it. I mean, and that whole apocalypse world is a, is a really nice way of leaving that character still in. I don't want to use the word limbo because that's not, but, it, but you put them in the background. They're not dead by any means. You know, it, it's, it's smart. It's absolutely smart for them to do that. Yeah. And I can see the difficulty between her again. Why would she go back to the world? They know. Yeah. Sam Dean pretty much have that one under control. She yeah. only ever went off and killed monsters with the mental letters or got in the way as far as, their relationship and the conflict that the British mental letters created. Yeah. So here she has a purpose. And like you said, it's a great tidy way to wrap that up. Yeah. And just take a, just enough angel grace from Gabriel to be able to come home for the holidays. Just say, Hey, I need, I need <laughs> something Christmas. for Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas, maybe Halloween. Look, we'll set you free. Just give us, you know, we just need give some, us the five year supply. Yeah. We just need some <laughs> just for the holidays. So I can visit yeah. mom. You know, you can hang out in the bunker Yeah, and do whatever it is that, you know, archangels do. And if you don't, I'll sell your lips back shut. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And we're not talking about your mouth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my wow. God. Jesus. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> All right, guys. Also, additionally, this month. What are you, Palpatine? Unlimited power. Ah, fuck. We've got three new video casts coming out this month, including a Wayward Sisters discussion and another 10 Ooh. minutes at the crossroads. So if you guys want to survive another year, then please head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash Rainman Digital Pledge. We've only got a few episodes left before we hit Helatus. Oh, don't even use that word yet, Thomas. We got some fun stuff they'll plan for Helatus. We do. Now? Yeah, including stuff with USIAopoly. They're coming back. Oh, some new games and shit. Yeah, I'm trying to get them. You know what? I'm not going to talk about it. No, give, it, give, give, me one give me one hint. Give me one hint. 
Nope. Come on, one. <laughs> nope. No, I'm. Tr- it involves USAopoly. I, I don't well, want to jinx it. Captain you, Obvious. You didn't say what kind. I, of I don't want to jinx it, but it may include additional content because of them. Oh, cool. There we yeah. Go. Okay, that's that's all I wanted. So if you guys are interested in any of that, head on over to patreon.com slash Digital Pledge. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get into our discussion about The Thing in just a minute. You had to pay the cost. I agree so with that. Now it's that I get what you're saying, I, I get things, it. and I get what you're saying. We both understand each other now. My God, Whoa. it's like we can have a rational discussion now. No, I do agree. <laughs> I, I that, now, that's what I'm saying. Now I get what you're saying, and I do yeah. agree. And I think that's the reason why so many people connected with her story because she wasn't there to overshadow Sam and Dean. No, because even when she was in the forefront of the episode, she was there to help develop Sam and Dean as characters, and right. she became a true supporting cast. They're, they and that was, was my problem against Charlie in some yeah. way because LARP and the Real Girl is about Charlie. Pac-Man Fever is Charlie's on the episode, and Sam and Dean are also there. Right, and Jody was there to help us understand the the underlining motive of the story. Or to help them emotionally deal with the return of their mother or the loss of Bobby. Right, yeah, no, I'd agree. So, but either way, they've done a great job with keeping her a consistent character and how they've developed her over the years. And what I like about it is that she's been great in parallel to Sam and Dean honestly in some ways a little bit more Dean like her and Dean have always had this I, I friendship them. relationship oh no it's more like, like, no 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 I mean like she's always been the surrogate mother oh come on but with surrogate Sam- mother with benefits milf <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that a thing I don't know it is now, sure. Find out the latest breaking news and speculation surrounding the newly announced spinoff series. Available exclusively to our Patreon subscribers. Gain access to this, plus hours of additional content. Head over to patreon.com slash Digital to pledge. Politic 3 program is reinstated. Open sesame! Different. Yeah. And it would it wouldn't just fix the obvious issue with that Star Trek fans have right now with Discovery, because they do look very different. But let's not point our fingers at Discovery writers and say shame on them for fucking up the, the Klingons, because the Klingons have always changed. The, oh, mo- the movies have changed them drastically from movie to movie. Next generation with the introduction of Worf changed the Klingons and the way they looked again. So let's not point at Discovery and blame them. Let's point to them and say they're our hope. They're our hope to fix this issue, this this blinding fuck-up that Star Trek has always done yeah. with the Klingons. They just threw... They, they were pissing in the wind every time they decide they want to use Klingons. We don't care if the, the pee blows back on the audience. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> They'll like it. Yes. <laughs> Open your mouths up. <laughs> Star Trek from the Holodeck, the Discovery Edition. Breaking down, analyzing, and discussing every episode of the new hit Trek series on iTunes and Stitcher. Simply search From the Holodeck. You can also find it on the Rain Man Digital app. Just search Rain Man Digital from the iTunes App Store or Google Play.
uh, become pregnant with uh, Anakin, and the the mother basically makes the comment, it, "She doesn't know." I touched myself once with a, with an old lightsaber I found. <laughs> it's some How did you become pregnant? Well, I, I found an old lightsaber and I played. I rubbed it on myself, and poof, I was pregnant. <laughs> Listen to the Star Wars from the Back to Tech late night replay Monday through Friday, starting at 1 a.m. Pacific, only on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen from the Rain Man Digital app or tune in. Just search RM Channel 001. Previously on Supernatural: The Crossroads. Stan Amato says it was a great episode, made me hungry for Scooby Snacks. Randy Reed says, I geeked out the whole time. I actually recognized the episode of Scooby-Doo and I was quoting lines from it. I think and we're going to end up pissing off people. I think we're going to piss off a lot of people after reading you guys Facebook. Are, they all know that I liked it. And the best part was no Scrappy, which would have made Claire's char- uh, which would have been Claire's character had she been written in. Oh my god, that's <laughs> Wait so a second. Was she, saying, was she saying that as a positive? Or she? No, that's it. I don't think that was a positive. No, oh. she's digging on Scrappy. Oh, okay. Because yeah. Scrappy is literally the Claire of Scooby-Doo. Oh, no. True. That, that, Let me at him. That I don't agree with. I do. Little Earth thinks they're just as good. Constantly getting into trouble. Kind of there. Oh, I hate Scrappy. So She doesn't wear a collar and she doesn't have dog ears. She should. We don't know what she does in her spare time. Whoa, Thomas. <laughs> well, actually, her points went way up then. Damn. Yeah. I'm going to go look at her Instagram right now. So I, I do think we might be pissing off some people, though, with our thoughts yeah. on this episode. But we're not. We're not. We're doing what we're doing this Welcome back, everybody. Supernatural The Crossroads. Now we're going to get into our discussion about episode 17, The Thing. Ryan, do you have a synopsis for us? Uh, Directed by John Showalter, written by Davey Perez. Sam and Dean travel to Rhode Island in search of the Seal of Solomon. Succinct and to the point. That is a very to the point (laughs) synopsis. Now, Davey Perez is a very interesting writer, I think, because he's taken every episode he's had and put it in a bit of a... A shell. He's put a little wrap around it for whatever he's trying to tell that week. And with this episode, we very much get the old B-movie kind of schlocky horror vibes from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And Joe, John Showalter did a great job bringing that to life, I think. We, anything between yeah. the tentacle monsters from the tw- and in the 20s all the way to like the 50s style diner. Or, you know, like the 2017 tentacle porn. Right. It mixes all anime. kinds of time periods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, man, just a little tentacle porn, no big deal. But Davy Perez does a good job showing his writing talents and his knowledge of film. Because every time he's had something unique about him, he's done horror and traditional horror with stuff like American Nightmare. He did body horror and Christian symbolism with Breakdown. He's done just a Western fun episode with Tombstone with full on with a cop shootout and, and a bank robbery. Honestly, that's the job I want. That's the fun job right there. Forget being the showrunner where all the decisions have to right. rest on your shoulders. Why not be the writer that this gets to dabble gets to in, do all the, the cool in the genres that you love? The reason why you're sitting in that chair writing each week is because you love film and the cinema, obviously. And look, that's exactly what he does. He exploits exactly what he enjoys. I, I feel like he just needs to do a porno episode. Like we need like a we couldn't even go five minutes on the discussion. Make sense. That's not a genre necessarily. Yeah. A film, cinema. He already yeah. did. There's tentacles. Yeah. Okay, not a yeah. true. Not yeah. a, it's a whole other. It's a different. Thing. It's a, it's it's a, a different medium. I would say. It's still film. 
No. No. They still, you know, do knockoffs of of. Is there parodies. a category for it at the Oscars? <laughs> well, there is at the AVN. All right. That's kind of like the porn Oscars. Listen, he had one great episode, and now he's just running away with it. That's what happens with that. That's why we back. don't give him praise you know, with that actor. You know that that wins the Oscar for the very first time, young in their career, and then <laughs> they think Gooding they Jr. can do no wrong. They just and do, then they do a bunch of they fucking do shit shitty movies. movie after shit <laughs> movie, me. bottom of the barrel, like Walmart five dollar <laughs> bitch. That's what Ryan's going to do this episode now. <laughs> yeah, whatever. One hit wonder. No, but I get what you're saying, Mike. Why wouldn't you, instead of having all the responsibility of a showrunner, why not get to tell stories the way you want to tell them? Yeah. And he's done, like I said, all kinds of horror. He's done Tarantino homage. I mean, that it's That's fun. fun. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, uh, being a showrunner, if if you fuck up, you either get a song made about you. you, <laughs> you, 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 you like, think about that. Like, dude, you're fucked up. Like. You either become you carve shit assholes up, on the internet, gamble, make jokes you gamble about the you. episodes, you gamble the fucking episodes, you you know, like dude, you you get dabbed on, like dude, there's some shit, or you get a cool name like Kripkeynomics. yeah, or yeah, exactly, exactly. So like you either <laughs> there's no gray area again. We talked about that earlier. It's either black or white. And with Davy Perez, you know, I think he's just rather do the really cool episodes that he likes instead of running and then having a song written yeah. about him. You know, well, the cool thing is that he he makes each episode his own. Regardless of what has to happen yeah. in that episode, he Again, does have a, a distinct style. Like as far as like just the way he writes his episodes, and honestly, the, 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 let's look at the weaker episodes he's done as well. And when I say weaker, that's just that doesn't mean bad, right? Yeah. I'm saying it's usually the directors he's paired with. If it's a weaker episode, it's just maybe the duo didn't sync up. Maybe the the, the items on the page didn't feel, they didn't vibe with the director. But if you look at the actual work Davey does week in, week out, and his produced episodes, they all have a common theme. They're mm-hmm. all pretty solid in terms of writing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, he he lets himself have fun with it. And, and I get the sense from him when I watch his episodes, he's enjoying every part about it. I feel like he would have worked very well with... Kripke's era even with yeah. just his love for film because he takes each one and he makes it his own now admittedly this episode wasn't the best episode of yeah. the season it wasn't but he had style to it and with show Walter behind the directing helm I think it did a good job standing out with with what was on display now Again, kind of on paper, this episode is probably not the smart. Like, it's not the best. It's a little silly when we take all the things into account. But silly but by design. We've done that before. Exactly. It's silly by design. Scooby Natural was silly by design. We've seen this before. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, B movies or were essentially the lowest possible budget that you could have Sharknado. for a movie. It's kind of a modern day that's a in B. some that's way. That's a B for sure. Terrible ideas that had nothing of any substantial worth to them. They were yeah. not going to be your Alfred Hitchcock psycho. Toxic These Avenger. were cheap movies that were done with a couple of very low budget effects just because people like to make movies. Roger Corman is a director who has been known because he made, oh, fuck, how many? Hundreds of yeah. these kind of movies, and he enjoyed doing it. Most of the B-films were in the 50s, and it bled over into the 60s and 70s, which was the Roger Corman era. Right. Yeah, and it, it changed over time, but each one of these films has always been deliberately camp. 
I guess. These are the kind of movies that you'd see in the double feature. It started out not Way being back. campy. Not originally. It was campy due to budget. And then because it garnered its own audience, they went with it. And it became its own genre of sorts. The B film turned from just being, hey, we have a low budget and this is all we can do to deliberately. Hey, we're deliberately doing this because it became a charming aspect of the movie. And that's exactly what Davy Perez did with this episode. He grabbed those charming aspects, the B movie ish episodes and translated it over into supernatural and the thing is i think a lot of the direct scenes especially in the beginning opening scene of this episode you could easily find in one of those classic b horror movies absolutely yeah. with the evil cult and the and the it's virgin standard. sacrifice i mean it's standard thank you ryan it's a standard affair for that now a lot of directors and writers still take some of that inspiration into their things now we see this Done on a higher level with things like John Carpenter's The Thing. That that very concept is straight out of the B-movie idea that these there's some kind of monster. It hunts down the people. You don't really see it, so the budget's pretty cheap. I mean, it, now, The Thing is uh, an A-level of this idea because of they the got special lucky. effects and the yeah. practical they effects. They got lucky. <clears throat> they got lucky that it became popular, but they put a lot of effort into the effects and the budget yeah. on that. But the entire concept is it's any one of the random normal looking guys could be the monster that's straight out of those 50s movies yeah because there's no monster to show i love that movie by the way oh one of my favorites it's fantastic one of my favorites. movie yeah i'm not saying they got lucky by putting it down i'm yeah. just saying they probably didn't know this turned to a cult classic yeah I, you know the, the 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 effects of that episode of that movie is what made it Absolutely, but that's why it's kind of the higher level of yeah. the same style. Yep. Yeah. But this is why I respect Davey, because he's deriving those types of inspirations. Yeah. He's on the same page with the film buffs, well, the film geeks, and film enthusiasts. You can feel you like he's a nerd. You yeah. can't tell me that the name of this episode didn't have to do with that movie. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's the thing, man. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Uh, it's 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 i shouldn't even laugh at that that's you not did, though. You, laughed. Funny. you did laugh <laughs> you did um it's it's interesting Rook you thomas <laughs> i definitely love that that davy is able to do that with his episodes and take something that like the thing which i guess you could call it a cult classic but it is a pretty solid fucking movie and to to use that as his inspiration for this episode and yeah. it, it, you know and uh, I, I didn't really want to bring it up, but I'm, I'm going to bring it up anyways. And we talked about it on the pre-show a little bit about the CGI mm-hmm. of the episode. Um, you know what? At first I wasn't, I was, I was really kind of like, ah, I don't know, but it was very ambitious. And I think even, you know, 13 seasons in with Supernatural, it was still pretty ambitious for them to do the tentacles and everything. The more I thought about it, even sitting here, like let's thinking about the episode, mm-hmm. it really wasn't that bad. No. And I think, you know, because I did... Especially I did. when you take into account the budget. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I know yeah. that's... I'm sure Adam was shitting bricks when he read the script. He was like, oh, fuck. How fuck am I going to do Cthulhu? this shit? What? Yeah, or fuck. he's a, a torture enthusiast and he loves being tortured. You know, he's a masochist. Yeah, he's like, same. oh, hell yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. Shit. I'm going to so, get all up in it. You know, I know some people had some problems with it. But, I, but like, look, guys, it wasn't Leviathan shit. Yeah. Right? Right there is the bottom of the barrel. As far as I'm concerned with CGI and supernatural. Were people complaining about the tentacles? I think there was. Or some, just the was, concept. I think, it, I think it was a bit of both. Um, but you're right, Mike. You have to think about budgets and stuff, guys. Like, I honestly. If people they, were complaining about the tentacles, I don't think they understand what they're trying to do. Yes. And I agree. 
I, it's a B. They, guys, it's B horror. That's guys, the yeah. they they weren't trying to take themselves seriously. This was B horror at its finest. The budget the budget was wasted on the purple eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Took me a second. I'm like, wait, what? Guys, what if we do the same color we've done, but with like a design no, in the middle no. of it? That's like a million and a half, Adam. Hey, That's a million and saying, a half per eye. We can't do that. I'm down Adam, to regular human eye need? colors. How man. about we just have her close one eye and we'll just spend a million and a half on we'll just, just one purple eye? What if we got an eye patch <laughs> and then we can only do one of the eyes? Uh, I just that's I terrible. love that that's our ongoing joke for this season. Like, what color eye are we on? Mauve. Yeah, mauve. <laughs> mauve. Lavender. That's the lavender. what they had pretty much. For this uh, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but so, you know what? If you're going to do eye colors at this point, because eventually you're going to run out of colors, you're going to have to make sure you're picking things that are going to come back or stick around. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm okay right. with these things. Well, it's coming back. Speaking of oh, eye yeah. colors, look at Asmodeus's eyes in this episode. Yeah. They they switched. Yeah. That was dope. And he had, so I was like, that's fucking cool. Like you said, Mike, something that came back. Yeah. Cuz you know, yellow eyes. That was right. fucking rad. I was like, damn, I almost forgot that that, that was he's a knight, uh he, yes. one of the princes. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I was like, holy shit, that was cool. Yeah. And with this, we got a whole new shit ton of lore pretty with the god what is it, Yokoth? Yokoth? Yokoth and and oh, I can't cannot pronounce them. Glithir. You, you can't pronounce names. I can't pronounce regular I'm names. Not, they're not cosmic even, entities. I'm not going to help them anymore. No, no, nope, I'm giving up. I'm like that that teacher. <laughs> that teacher he can't fucking like, read. I, just, I'm, I'm not wait. Michelle Pfeiffer in that oh, movie. Wow. I, I'm not going to care about the kids anymore. That's it, it, you're doing drugs. We're going to fail you're, our, you're, our tests. You're. Uh, you know, you're burning the spoon, doing heroin. You're doing lines of coke in the back instead of doing your homework. I'm done. I'm over it. Yokoth so, and Glithir. So you're <laughs> watch. You're Edward James no, almost I'm in that one Samuel movie. Samuel L. Jackson from One Eight Seven. It's gonna shoot your ass. <laughs> That's terrible. Now we get. We, we've talked about this with the introduction of the multiverse, and right. again, I've talked right. about this since season six with Lovecraft. But we actually do have a hole ripped in reality where the tentacle monster, the Cthulhu mythos yeah. comes to life. That opening shot when they did that, I, my eyes bugged out. I was like, Holy fuck. That's yeah. not good that, at all, but it's amazing at the same time. That was very much the first Hellboy. Exactly. Yep. That's and the I, first thing I thought yeah, of was me that too. shot. That was the first shot I, I thought of. It was like, okay, that's fucking cool. And the way in which they brought it about to give us more lore on the men of letters that a radicalized, completely off the fucking map group of them went into this dark realm. And it makes sense when you think about it. The men of letters are this entity of people who know far more about the world and the cosmos and magic than anybody else yeah. in the fifties, in the twenties, in the, who knows how long before that. I'm glad though. And tell me if you guys disagree, but I was a little hesitant and I was kind of like, I, I don't you know. You thought they were above that? I, yes, because yeah. I, I understand that the new version of the UK version of the Men of Letters, the overseas br- branch at this mm-hmm. point is kind of shitty. But back in the day, everything we've seen, they've, they've been kind of straight edge. They're yeah. bo- right. boring, like Dean yeah. said. Pipes and all that. And yeah. I think it was smart. If you wanted to do something different, it was smart to create like a radicalized subsect rather yeah. than and, and changing what we know of correct. them. Correct. Because I, it makes sense. We've had the one guy who had uh, that little safe and he was living in the like alternate pocket dimension yeah. he had the first plate. I can't remember the mental guy's remember, name. Yeah, but I know you're talking but about. But he was the one guy they showed as crazy. And they made 
distinctions between all of those people. Yes. But yeah. if you show that this one guy could do it, why wouldn't anybody else knowing this kind of knowledge lose it well, over I think, time? I think the thing for me and Mike, I was kind of on the same kind of idea with you is that I, I always – in my mind, in the last since the men of letters were introduced, I always thought they were bookworms and mm-hmm. people who were like the, the people that had to go in the field were more hardened. But the general men of letters was kind of like this bookworm kind of nerdy. And, right. and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just think that they were that. That's what I always thought about. When them. you say nerdy, what do you mean? Academic. <laughs> right. Okay. Book learning. Yeah. Learning in books and shit. Um, people with high IQs. Yeah. <laughs> People with IQs over. Fuck those people. Yeah, fuck them bitches. Um, But I always, I had a problem. I was like, oh man, now we're going to make the middle letters air quote evil. And I thought that was weird to me because just because of what we've learned. And, and, but I think you're right. Making a subsect and Thomas, even the fact that why, why can't there, if there's one rogue dude. Why couldn't there be like a rogue small who use kind of the ideals of the middle letters, but yeah. they're not actually well, again, like, you know it what happens I mean? all the time, all the time, all the time in secret societies. Yeah. There's always those subsects that break off and do their own thing, even in religious groups. I mean, yeah. that's how new religions are started. Yeah. So it, I like that whole idea. It showed a at first a, I was co- weird about it, but yeah, it showed an understanding of secret organizations, secret societies, right. and how religions and religious radical, mm-hmm. radicalized religious groups Come are about. formed. I liked it. There was a little bit of realism mixed in with a fantasy. What I liked with it, too, though, was that it, he they said the reason he went nuts was because the events of World War One, which are – nobody had ever seen anything like that in the 1917, 1920s. Yeah. To, to have that kind of earth-shattering destruction – and then you also Massive know about the other death. things. Who knows what kind of book he may have opened once and peered into that darkness and right. seen these other things. If he knew how to bring this God about, he had to know it existed. There's nothing that says any of this wouldn't fuck with your head. So I like the idea that some people couldn't handle the job. Yeah. And that's yeah. what brought it about. And I just like the you brought up the, the destruction of humanity and how be, or because of because world of the war two world war one you're right thomas and that's something that yeah world war the great one. war no one had seen that you're right and that's there's so many books written about the psychology of how it changed society after that war yeah. and when people came back it changed how they view things and that's what changed more than any other really yeah so to even use something very realistic something very relevant and use that to kind of frame your your I guess I guess you can call him a villain of this episode. Yeah, it, it was smart. Again, using reality, mixing with fiction. I like that type of stuff. And behind that, we also get a little bit more intrigue and all kinds of other lore. We have a whole new chapter house, and we know there's multiple. That one was number seven. Yeah. Who knows what possibilities come from that? I love that idea too. Yeah, that was cool. I was happy. The whole time I was nerding out because I wanted to read all the books. Like I was immersed for a bit there. I was not Dean at that moment. No. I was like, Uh, dude, do not complain about these books. Who knows what's in that? I looked at I looked at my wife and I was like, you know what? I would be reading every single one of those books. I was so nerding that moment, dude. I actually would probably get down on reading some of those books. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you? Talk about mind opening knowledge. And then about why would you not? hour or two in i'd be like okay you just start jerking it yeah I'd be like, where's, where's the, the those pictures where's the that he found bags? okay these guys are nerds right there's got to be a porn section somewhere <laughs> okay there's probably a hard drive in here with terabytes of fucking in the 20s yeah dude uh, they had like 1920s porn yeah it was a huge computer. Yeah, it was all on the desk all it those was pictures. it was like a, a gymnasium sized room prohibition with porn. A computer yeah <laughs> show <laughs> me your whiskey uh show me your ankles <laughs> let me see your ankles baby yeah now this does bode the question, though. Are we starting to have too many different realities show up 
as possibilities. I don't think it's too many, but I do think it's time to start explaining the difference between them because we've heard right. yeah. we've heard various things dimensions alternate realities alternate earths uh t- my timeline I- is it safe to say that this is just another earth then or is this an actual tear into another dimension like charlie when she went to oz because oz was mm-hmm. specifically stated as being what another dimension, dimension. I think that between Oz, this one, and what we've seen of the Apocalypse Earth, and when Jack was with Kaya and we saw all the different realities, yeah. I think it is alternate dimensions, but there are some that are going to overlap a bit, like and Apocalypse Earth. Earth. Apocalypse Earth is an alternate dimension because there's separate entities that are the same people, but with completely different lives. I think you have a mix between that. So it's just a, one change, one decision by Mary Winchester is what changed so much. So you're saying, you think that the Yokoff... is is from another earth then no i think that's from another dimension i think it's all one big basket you have a whole bunch of different dimensions some of them are going to be similar to earth and ours others are going to be so wildly different it's different but i do i would like an explanation and maybe not right away and just in the near future my 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 whole thought process and at least the way i was looking at it was this is a multiverse right okay so uh, Anything that's possible is possible. Right. And I think so it's an earth, another earth. Yeah. Well, I think so with the multiverse, the whole theory with that is that, you know, I make a decision now. Right. Okay. And that, that, that is a, a certain multiverse yeah. or like universe. And then I decide to make the other decision. That's another universe. So there's all kinds of different timelines and universes where I made a decision or didn't make a decision. Well, there's also ideas beyond that to where there's life, but it's not, it didn't originate on earth. It originated on Mars right. or there's no solar system with an earth or all kinds of different things. I, I thought, I thought that this, this whole multiverse idea was that, you know, apocalypse earth is that Sam and Dean died or you know, whatever, or never born or never right. born. Right. Or so, even humans necessarily yeah, so, ever uh, really existed. I, they never had a chance to evolve. Carbon based life forms, even a thing, or is it hydrogen based? So I just thought that there were infinite, infinite realities or infinite dimensions because of all the different choices that could yeah. possibly happen. So that was kind of how I was thinking about it. So this is a version of earth in your opinion. Yes. I, I see. So. I agree with that. That's what I'm trying to say. I agree with that because, but Oz is very different. That's what I'm talking about. Having to explain That's a things. dimension. That's different. Okay, so you think this is part of the multiverse? Yes. And Oz is a dimension. Yes. Okay, I'm that's like, that's kind of the, my thought process. See, on I'm it. of the mind that the phrases alternate div- dimensions within the multiverse exist. So you have within, Jesus Christ. Within, are you just trying to be like? No, no. Uh, this is. I'm serious. I think it's a dimension the, inside a dimension inside a pocket universe inside of multi- my asshole. <laughs> the multiverse <laughs> does not mean. <laughs> The multiverse does not necessarily mean only realities with an earth. The multiverse means anything that is possible can be a reality. Like Oz is a reality. This, you know, uh, Yokoth dimension is a reality. Earth is a reality. Apocalypse Earth with a slight variation is a reality. So these aren't Earths to you? No, they're dimensions. I think each one is unique. But that's not how they explained it already. They've only had one Earth that we've been to. The bad place, we don't even know what that is. so you're saying this rift doesn't just tear holes into other Earths. We need this is why we, so need, we do need an explanation. Can we bring Cisco yes. in from Flash and just draw <laughs> on like a whiteboard and just give us an so explanation? The fact that we're having this discussion, yeah, we need an answer. 
I don't think there it's, it's ruined. Not bad. I don't it's think not bad it's bad. No. I don't think there it's convoluted. Oh, no. I don't think it, there's nothing negative about it. I'm just saying that there's going to be a point where they're going to have to clarify yeah. exactly what we're working and, with here. And look, like you said, it, it can be a very easy explanation. And I know I just joked about Flash, but that's they do a very good job of that of explaining the timelines and just doing a, literally a fucking diagram. Dumb shows are easy to explain <laughs> in a very dumb way. Wow. <laughs> Pretend. Wow. I will. Wow. But I think you're right, Mike, because we've had we dumb shows are easy to explain. Not just solutions. Uh, addition to that. Yes. Yeah. But we know that Stupid. Chuck made a bunch of different realities and Mamara destroyed some of them. So th- it's been touched on a little bit. Are these other universes ones that he made, but things were wildly different or does he only have connection to some of them? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to we, know, we do but need it doesn't need to be answered just yet. Maybe uh, just Bill, one day. Uh, someone's... Well, and we, we need also... You brought up Chuck. Yeah. We need to understand how this... Now that they've opened up this world of supernatural in a way that and we probably... And a cosmic entity. Yeah, in a way that we never really thought was possible. Where does all this take place? Is the cosmic entity the graveyard for all Everything. angels, even from all dimensions? Oh, my which God. Which things are governed by God, by Chuck or God? Which Is things, he a smaller piece on the puzzle than we knew? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, there, there's a lot, right? There's an ultra, but, there's but, an ultra but, Chuck that oversees all the other Chucks, <laughs> and then it's a super Chuck. It's a super Chuck. <laughs> yeah, is he I, called uh, Up Chuck? Oh, oh, oh so, come on! So far, I think it's fine. I don't yeah, think it's. it's I don't think we're in a dangerous territory by any means. But it's got to have an explanation. I think eventually, yeah. if we keep doing this, there needs to be some some rules laid down and some explanations as to exactly what we're doing, where we're crossing over, I, and where it all, how it all rolls out. I guess I'm okay with a little bit of mystery on it, just to keep us kind of having these speculations. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I think you're right. Over time, we before you know, the end of the show, yes, we need some explanation on where we're going with this why like how it works um and he just rules i think needs to be established sure. but i i don't mind the mystery yeah and rules is the key there ryan because yeah. uh, rules should be established in the writing room as correct. well yeah. as you're on that whiteboard planning out what you do right you also have to not just plan out your writing but also plan out all right well what are our what are our rules here how does this affect the universe? How many rifts can we scale? open before what Billy said? It's yeah. a house of cards and things start tumbling down. Yeah. And I'm sure Dab, because Dab seems a lot more thoughtful in terms of grand ideas. He's not yeah. just throwing things at the wall. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Dab does have a, a grasp and an understanding on these types of things. I'm sure right. there's, I'm sure in his mind, th- he understands exactly what it is. They're not just writing shit and pulling it out of their ass. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing darts. Yeah. Hey, this one is where we explain the multiverse. Oh, I missed. But <laughs> all right. Claire's uh, coming back. If you hit oh. in the middle, that means it's it's just a bunch of Earths. If you hit on the outside, then, you know, it's all dimensions like that one uh, nerd said on the Crossroads show where it's like a dimension <laughs> inside of a dimension inside of an alter. You know, inside of a Taco Bell. I don't even know what that KFC. fucking guy was talking about. But you know what? If you hit the outside, we're just going to go with that guy's crazy <laughs> yeah, idea. And then, then he'll be like a legend on the show. Like, you know, nobody will remember him. That'll though. be two things. That'll be two things that he's gotten right. And if we hit on the left side, we'll just gambleize it all and pretend never, you know, we'll yeah, never we'll explain We'll just it. retcon the shit out of it and just, you know, it was all a dream. <laughs> Let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. That's terrible. Jesus, God. 
All right, guys, the RMD Premium Live Video Feed Access and Quarterly Gift Tier is here. That's right. We've boosted our quarterly gift tier on Patreon with video access. So now, not only will you receive exclusive gifts every quarter, but you will also get up close and personal during our live shows and recording sessions. Really close. All of this when you sign up for the Get Gifted Plus Live Video Access Tier from our Patreon page. So head on over to patreon.com slash Digital to pledge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom. Is that Romstein? Yeah. Nice choice. Sorry, I got excited. All right. I- ignore those final thoughts. I have no idea. Why I don't know why there. that's. I was going to skip that anyway. Jesus Christ, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, we're wow, done. This is a good show. All right, show, guys. That's Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck, em. <laughs> Fuck Colonel Sanders. That's horrible show notes I did. <laughs> Wow. I don't know why that was there. That's awesome. All right. All right. So Asmodeus was actually one of my favorite parts of this episode. Yes, agreed. Holy shit. Jeffrey. I'm hoping, dude. Thomas, that after this the, episode, all those fucking naysayers. need to stop. Oh, Asmodeus is just Crowley 2.0. I don't understand that in <laughs> the slightest. Please. <laughs> People that act like the world's over because Asmodeus took over Crowley. Now keep going. No. Come on. I just don't understand the fear people have. You can hear the desperation in their tweets. Like, no. oh, <laughs> Asmodeus is just like Crowley. <laughs> Except he's a Colonel Sanders. What is that a guy do? or a, a, I, I can't figure it's out a troll. Why do we got a label gender? It doesn't oh, matter. My bad. Yeah. Trolls have no gender. That's yeah. true. <laughs> They're just trolls. They're like just, angels, genderless. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, Asmodeus was absolutely brilliant in this episode. And I, like you said, I don't understand why people thought he was similar to Crowley. Here he is so much more violent and hands-on. It's wor- idiot word association. It's like, <laughs> hey, he's the king of hell. Hey, he's the king of hell. Uh, that's like He's Crowley. exactly the same that's thing. Like Crowley, tell me if I'm wrong. He's just, he just different by wearing all white. <laughs> Prove me wrong, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Change my mind. No, but he was so fucking I love you people. Just joking. In this episode. You guys suck. We, we've talked about it before, but we finally get, kind of see a little bit more of how he really works. We've yeah. seen him from on high or in a position of power with little clips here and there. But this was him really getting personal with Catch. His dude, that mannerism. Ultra personal. Who wouldn't get personal with Catch? Like, yeah, what's yeah. up? You want to catch whatever he's throwing at you? <laughs> <laughs> Like a circus seal. (laughs) With your mouth open. (laughs) I just, I think the thing is, hold on. God, you you guys will not even let me get thoughts out. Nope. I loved Asmodeus in this episode just because of, like you said, Thomas, it was very up close and personal. He beat the shit. He didn't like, you know how like with Crowley, he would, you know, snap his fingers. No, he beat the shit out of him. Crowley was above physically. It. Yeah. Asmodeus is not above bludgeoning the fuck out Crowley of him. Crowley was smart. Like, he outthought people. He tortured him because he got some joy out of it. Or he'd just snap his fingers and kill somebody when yeah. he was bored. He was above the bare knuckles fight. Asmodeus has no problem getting beating involved. The fuck out of you, and dude. being hands on. There's also a difference just in terms of lore and when, yes. you, right. when you look yes. at how old they are in, in, in comparison. Asmodeus is, is Old Testament. Well, he knows yeah. all the demons. I'm going to get there. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. I'm yep. going ha- to get my knuckles bloody. Crowley was more New Testament. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going to waste time. There's no, I, you're not worth my time. Yeah. Yeah. Asmodeus is like, you're going to get these hands. Yeah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> but he was, I loved him in this episode because he was so brutal. He was visceral. He was, his delivery and his 
inflection as he's telling Ketch, I know who you are. I can see into your soul. You want retribution, but you're never going to get it. He was so fucking evil. And again, it reminds me of Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Django Unchained. Just this supreme power, but will fuck you up if you make him angry. And I loved it. And it's, again, it's so different from Crowley. I don't get why people had that. I hope this, as you said, Mike, this episode kind of helps dissuade that argument. I think as we go on. You I think th- there's a big house for Asmodeus? <laughs> <laughs> master. Ma- there's definitely that slave master mentality. He him. is very much. Which I, I makes think, sense because he's the fucking villain. That's yeah. also the way his, the way he's dressed. A southern. Yes. Yeah. A southern Plantation owner. Yep. That's, that's, it's that's his whole thing. Works. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think as we, as we come towards the end of this season, we're going to get more of that. He's going to kick it into high gear. And I think this was the start of it. This was the start yeah. of him going, okay, shit's got to get done. And if I have to do it myself, then I'm going to do it myself. And I do yeah. like that he, the only thing I can compare him to Crowley is he's not as smart, but he is still smart. He's had plans. He's got, he captured Gabriel for God knows how long. He found the Archangel Blade. He knows the Winchesters are up to something. He's not the chess player, but he's still he's not, not an stupid idiot, either, which is why I, uh, I've, this is one of the biggest things people were complaining about on the internet that, oh, why did Asmodeus leave catch with Gabriel and an unlocked door? I'm like, why because did they let the, Leia and Luke escape the Death Star? Um, it's called intentional. Yes. <laughs> it's called we're going <laughs> like, to follow you. I, wasn't that kind of fucking obvious? If you had an archangel tied to your belt. Your and plan as, better why, not fail, Vader. Like, it was fucking yeah, obvious. Yeah. yeah, you're telling me you wouldn't have some kind of tracking device on an archangel, the last one in existence? Yeah. Are you, as as the, he doesn't even have to be him. is following catch to Yavin 4. Yes. No doubt. Yes. No yes. Doubt. It doesn't even have to be that. It could be the freaking, he could, the angel blade could have some kind of tracking on there it. There is no way. That the writers would build him up in such a way throughout the entire episode and then simply make him disappear for the closing five, ten minutes so that catch can disappear. It's a setup. It is absolutely a setup. And I don't get why people didn't see that. It's so the fucking door's not even locked. He had one guy who he clearly was already in shit with Asmodeus because catch walked around him. Right. Why wouldn't you just let him go? Because you're right. It's Yavin 4. This is how we're going to find him. I need the Winchesters. They have all the pieces except the one I have. Who I've had under my thumb for who knows how long. He knew he couldn't trust Catch. Yeah. He knew from that second. He's far too trusty. Asmodeus isn't a fucking idiot, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's what we got out of this episode. And for the fact, first of all, the fact that people didn't understand that that was a total setup. First of all, you're an idiot. Simmer down over there. Look, it's off. That was so blatantly obvious. Even my dumbass saw it. I think people just like to talk before they know what's going on. They don't sit and let it marinate. They're not, don't, don't insult their intelligence. But at the same time, he was no bully. He's in chuff. He's injecting himself with angel grace. A demon with angel grace is something we've never seen before. Who That's knows what kind you of power right on the weekends? Inject yourself with angel uh, grace. I inject myself. I actually inject angel grace. Yeah. Ingests angel grace. No, no, I inject. It's a different thing. You ingest. <laughs> <laughs> but that's who knows what kind of powers that could give him. It's clearly making him more powerful. I know what it gives some, me. You know what, though? Or some kind of druggy thing. There's a part of me. At first, I thought, okay, well, he's, it brings a whole new element to him, right? Right. And that yeah. he's a bit of a junkie, but also it seems out of character. So is he doing it to get to, stronger? To get stronger? Or, I think so. Which I can agree with that. I'm well, okay what if that. he's doing also for show? Like to look. Like, I'm, like uh, he look. wants Cash to think he's strung out for well, whatever th- reason. Maybe it, it could be a, it could be a charade. I Could think be. I think either one works. I think, for me. I think it's a little bit of both because a it's it's Archangel Grace, dude. 
Like that's pretty fucking powerful, powerful shit. shit. Well, yeah, no doubt. It, and I think it might that's, be. That's the good shit. Well, it, it gives us very much. You a, said that with enthusiasm, Tom. Like you've tried it before. <laughs> well, it gives us you a little bit of that angel grace. <laughs> y'all, y'all got any more of that angel grace? I'll suck your dick for some angel grace. How do you think you get it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thomas has said three funny things since we ever done the show. I thought it was like Froyo. You just let them squat and just catch it from me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think. Oh it's, yeah, that's where we draw the line. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's I disgusting. Just, <laughs> I think it's I little, said I was gonna suck it out. You said you're gonna <laughs> catch the shit. Why uh, humanity? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I, I think it's it's a. It also harkens back when we saw Sam kind of like. You know, strung out on demon yeah, blood. Strung yeah, strung out on demon blood. So I think, yeah, I think gets. I think it makes them stronger. I don't think anybody that shot up Angel Grace like that is going to get stronger. I don't care if they're human or not. I yeah. think it's going to affect them in a certain way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with with him being a a prince of hell, he can handle it probably better than far a human, more than most. Far more than most. So I think I think it's giving him yes more power. But I also think he's starting to like really fiend for it. Yeah. Well, he also knows that Michael's coming. And he's like, got to power up. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing that he's intentionally powering up, but I'm saying that I think he intentionally allowed Catch to see it. To see it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like making him wait, but then yeah. he knew Catch yeah. would come in anyway. It was deliberately yeah, to piss him off, too. Oh, Why yeah, else would you absolutely. have him show up? Dude, so, there's a lot of reasons going on. I would have been so angry. Now, we do have all the pieces, finally, for the seal to be open to go to Apocalypse Earth. And this is another thing that I saw a lot of people be upset about, that Sam and Dean split up. It, it makes sense to me. We have them both on one side in the bad place at the season premiere and they were trapped. They had nothing. They had no resources. This is not the first time they've done something like this. The vessel in season 11 where Dean went with what they thought was Castile at the time to the ship to try and get the hand of God. Why wouldn't they do this again? If the only the two of them can recreate this spell, He's got the key of Solomon. Mm-hmm. He's probably didn't use all the or, uh, seal. He probably didn't use all the blood. Gabriel's right there. And he has the other ingredient for something that's transversed across the plains. I don't get why that was a problem. And we've seen Ketch and Dean work well together. And with Ketch's whole story of this episode, wanting redemption, hating what he's become and, and having this false sense of morality that because I have a soul and I know what I'm doing, living by this skewed code, he thinks he's still okay, that Asmodeus just completely ripped apart in front of him. He wants to do something good with his life. And Mary's been the only person we know he cares about. So there's no reason for him to betray Dean. Right. It makes sense. And Sam gives is the smart one who has allowed him, who will allow them to come back. He brought Dean back from the 60s with that time travel, Kronos God. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Play the card you're dealt. There's no need to go all in now. So I don't get why people did that or people got upset about that. Do they want to get upset about everything? Ultimately, we've, we talked about this with the news article. Is Mary going to want to come back? I don't think immediately for this episode, upcoming episode. I don't think for a little bit. I want to know, do we think she'll be ending in this season, staying there, depending on the events? Or will she stick around? I I think I'm going to go with what Mike said. I I think she goes, I think she stays in Apocalypse World. I I think it just makes more sense for her character. She comes back to, to the regular Earth and it's boring for her. Like, yeah, she could go out and hunt monsters, but Sam and Dean got that on lock. So I think at the end of the day, I, I think this Apocalypse World gives her a purpose. It gives her something to fight for, and that's what she wants to do is fight. I think she would be bored if she went back to the regular regular world. So I I, yeah. I personally think it makes sense to, lead to for her to stay in Apocalypse World. Now, the thing that 
kind of is concerning to me is if they wrap up Apocalypse World at the end of the season or or, or try to or attempt to, mm-hmm. now that world could be like if they take care of Michael and all that's gone, now Apocalypse World could essentially just become a boring place too. So I don't see them wrapping it. In I don't season, see them but, wrapping it up either. But I'm just saying that's that is a potential problem. But there's also super demons on that side with horns and everything. Right, very true. And humanity's at the brink. So there's more to fight for right. on that side. And we're going to get a glimpse of that this upcoming episode. But Sam staying with Gabriel, I'm hoping to find out. I'm sure most people are what the fuck happened to him. Yeah, I dude, That's one. That's the one answer we absolutely need to have. That's the like, thing I want soon. to know the most. Yeah, absolutely. So I think with that, it's time to pretty much go. We're, we're running late as it is going into our final thoughts. Ryan, what do you give this episode? Uh, I'm going to give this one a B plus. Um, I really enjoyed this episode and I know, you know, I know that there was the campy feel to it and everything, but in the, in, you know, B movie or whatever, but I, this, we went right from Scooby natural, which was a complete filler throwaway episode to that had nothing to do with the main story arc to an episode that had tons to do with the main story arc. And it introduced new lore about the men of letters, which I think all I can, I can talk for all three of us that we, I think we desperately Mm -hmm. needed for the men of letters. So, um, I really liked the episode. I, I, I didn't have a, I, at first the CG kind of threw me off, but then I, I kind of realized, okay, this is, they're going for that B movie horror kind of look to it. And I was okay with it after that. Um, as far as Asmodeus, awesome. Yeah. Very much a, a, a cool villain and something a little bit more visceral than what we're used to seeing with, you know, Crowley or even with Lucifer, like, yeah, Lucifer just, you know, again, you're below me, snap my finger, you die to watch him literally beat the shit out of catch with his bare hands was pretty brutal. Um, and I, and I'm glad they did that. We needed some character development with that character. Um, and it was good. It was very, very good. But I, you know, I think the biggest question for me and, and is, is Gabriel. And one of the things I brought up to Mike before Thomas, before you even showed up was if you notice, as soon as they snipped his mouth, he didn't say anything. Yeah. And the Gabriel that we know is a talker, you know, so confident and cocky. too. Yeah. So my question here is, is, is this a different Gabriel? This could be other earth Gabriel. So even in this potentially, potentially, because this is not now, obviously I'm, I'm speculating heavily, but I think. You know, the fact that he wasn't his typical self mm. was weird to me. Even I know he's been tortured and traumatized. I still think the Gabriel that we know would have been different. Okay. Um, but as far as the episode goes, I enjoyed it. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I liked the vibe that they went with. I liked that it had tons of aspects, new lore, uh, tons of aspects for the main story arc. So I give it a, a solid B plus. I enjoyed the episode. Okay. Mike, what about you? What'd you give this episode? Okay. <laughs> um, well, hold on. I was just trying to make sure my mic was on. I feel like Davy Perez shows an understanding for the cinema or of the cinema mm-hmm. and genre writing, which genre writing is supernatural. And they've got away. Absolutely. They've kind of gone away from that just a bit. Um, yes, you're dealing with the supernatural, but that doesn't mean you're writing within a specific genre. You're writing narratives that take place within a world where the supernatural exists. It doesn't necessarily mean you're writing within a certain genre. And I feel Davey understands it and writes within it, and he gives us everything within that genre. Unlike the episode we had a couple episodes ago where it felt like a collage of 
not really understanding the cinema and saying, hey, I've seen this once, I've seen this once, yeah. and let's throw this together. And I think it makes sense. With the sense. noir thing, detective right. thing. Yeah, the yeah. unholy man or the most the most, most holy, holy man. unholy uh, man. That felt kind of just pieces of understanding, like things that someone might have seen and like, yeah, this works. Uh, whereas Perez, he understands it. He gets it. And the new lore also was in sync with Davy Jones' vision. Davy Jones, here I go again. <laughs> Jesus, Davy Perez. It was in sync with Davy Perez's vision and his understanding of the B film genre. It worked for me. I felt like it's a B plus episode as well. All right. Uh, for me, this episode, I also am going to give a B plus because it it did so much for me, so much that I enjoyed between seeing more of Asmodeus and trying to give catch an actual character arc rather than just keep him in stasis like so many of the other fan favorites we get on the show i like seeing him move in different and interesting ways i liked the cthulhu mythos i thought the idea of having a sect of the men of letters lose their marbles and do something radical after some historical events that would make sense with the world as messed up as it was after the great war and the knowledge they have about faraway places and it, it worked for me. Now I will say the, the actress who, when she was this, you know, alternate God from another yeah. dimension was a little weak. It was a little I weird felt, because, but, but that's some of that is expectations that I expect a, a creature from another dimension to be wildly different mm. than a person. What did you want? I, I don't know. That's the thing is that I can't Meryl judge it based on that. Streep? That would have been awesome. Absolutely. Is yes. she available? <laughs> Thomas just, is, I never understand Thomas's nitpicks. I just think I Thomas Did you have a problem she, with she the felt a little over the top when she was talking to no. Dean on at the I table there. She's a fucking being from another dimension. I had no problem. But with that's it being why weird. I'm not I'm not judging it on that 100. percent Yeah. Okay. So all right, you just wanted because that was just that's you my just subjective one little like stab before you go. Yeah, yeah, just right in the <laughs> right in the jugs. <laughs> you know what? That's actually an interesting topic because I think someone else complained on our Facebook about mm-hmm. the guest appearances. I forgot. Who it was. The rest of them felt um, fine. I, I thought the guest appearances were, were okay. I thought the strongest was the waitress. Yeah. The waitress was just fucking funny. Yeah. The things she said and the name, the nicknames that she gave Sam and Dean were fucking hilarious. She felt like she was a part of the team for many years. Yeah. Like she just fit right in. Yeah. I enjoyed her. And I, I thought that they did a good job with the special effects too. Yes, the tentacles looked a little off compared to what I expected or what I've seen. But when she killed that guy who had the fucking butter knife, I got a DBZ vibe from Imperfect Cell just draining the life force out yes, of somebody. Yes. That was a cool that was, shot. That was a cool shot. It was I, seamless too. Yeah. Watching him kind of like deteriorate yes. as she's sucking like him like the life that force was out. was really cool. That was solid. There that was, was a there cool was, shot. There's a lot to enjoy about this episode. So it's yeah. a B plus. Yeah. So we've got some thoughts from people on Facebook. This one seems to have been a bit divisive. Uh, Christina Johansson says, this is going on my bottom five. Horribly stupid plot. The men of letters worshiping a tentacle monster. None of the guest actors were very good in their parts either. I love Christina, but isn't that her first mistake right there? They weren't the men of letters. Well, no, they were the men of letters, but they weren't worshiping the tentacle monster. They were a subsect of the men of letters. It was a a radicalized group. group. It's like the entire, you know, FBI. Well, yeah. no, is this one team is very different. They were ex, like excommunicated yeah. from the men of letters after the fact. Yeah. So I, I disagree with because that. Because if they were men of letters, I would also agree with Christina. I would then, say, yes. I would say, you know what? It feels very different than what we know of the men of letters. Yeah. This is a small radical faction within them. Um, 
Jennifer. <laughs> I always ruin it. I don't know why I can't remember. Just Jennifer. Wait, you know who I'm talking about. I don't understand what. Yeah, just say the last name. I thought the plot used. No, no. What, like, I don't understand, Thomas. Renee? <laughs> I never remember, dude. I never remember if it's Rini or Renee. I just can't. You know what? Albert Einstein did it on a tie of shoes. So that's, I, I have to, <laughs> keep, they have Velcro back I then? have to keep reminding myself that Thomas isn't dumb, that Albert Einstein yeah. did, was one of the most smartest men, right? In our time, contemporary time. And he couldn't tie his shoes. So that makes me feel better about Thomas every time. I just got to keep remembering that. Otherwise, in the back of your mind, you're screaming, this fucking idiot. How the fuck do you not remember <laughs> Renee? It is one of the most common names. Because it's too in American society. End. So I just get it wrong. Even she, Ryan knows, but he just wants the show to end, so he's not saying anything. I, I, <laughs> just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted sometimes, Thomas. Rook you, Thomas. Thank that, you, Ryan. Yes. It just, wow. I thought the I'm plot speechless. used to get the gem of Solomon or whatever it was called was a bit weird. But other than that, the character and actions were some of the best I've seen all season. Whoa. As someone who has been extremely on the fence with Colonel Sanders, Prince of Hell, I have to say Asmodeus <laughs> won me over in this episode. So right there, we already have one person. And who's you know converted. what? Yeah. And Jennifer Remy is one of the more negative listeners as well. So that, that says something that she's a uh, she was kind of won over with this episode. Yeah. Um, for the first time in a long time, it feels like we have a villain that is a real threat. I love the interaction between Sam and Dean and the balance of comedy and drama throughout the episode. The only thing keeping me from giving this an A grade is the whole tentacle god subplot thing, like I mentioned earlier. Aww. I wasn't a huge fan of the brothers splitting up at the end either, but Dean's reasoning actually made sense, and it should be interesting to watch him and catch interact. Overall, I'm going to, into the final episodes cautiously optimistic. Good. Good. I'm and glad. I, I'm glad we can win somebody. And that over. right there is a good example of she didn't like that they were splitting up, but it made sense for the, the story. Yeah, you can't. And that's and I like that Jennifer yes. wrote that because Thank you can't. Well, how many times do we say that? This is a, a blight on modern criticism. And I go into this all the time with other TV show writers and showrunners. The blight on criticism today is is the fact that they review the piece based on what they wanted, based on their expectations. And mm -hmm. you cannot do that it's not because fair. it's not your piece of literature. You're not writing it. You're not producing it. You have to base it on its own academic merits. And that was a, is a great comment Jennifer made because that's how you review an episode. Myth Maverick Rules says, just when I thought this episode couldn't go off the rails any worse, <laughs> just when I thought the season, this oh. episode happened. Oh. It had a couple good parts, the brother interactions, the fight scene was great, but the revolving door in the bunker just became an open portal that anything could walk through for 24 hours? Really? Wait, what? I'm not exactly 100% certain what... Wait, reread re that. Are you reading it wrong? No. But the, again. but the revolving door in the bunker just became an open portal that anything could walk through for 24 hours. I think she's talking about Apocalypse World. Yeah, she's talking about the rift. It's open created. for 24 hours. I think it's the spell. People, I think, are getting confused. The 24-hour door meant for the rift based on that spell. Yeah. Not what? Um, not Amaya. What's her name? <clears throat> Kaya? Kaya. Kaya and the other ways, Jack, the way they opened it. Obviously, there's different rules based on how you open it. Kaya and Jack aren't using spells based on how yeah. they use it. They're using power. So I feel like it'll be open for a different time 
Right. There's no reason to think anything else. They said this spell will keep it for 24 hours. Meanwhile, Jack and Kaya's event, it is that spell. lasted for days. It's their power. Yeah, because Jack's a, a completely separate entity that's far more powerful. Yeah. So, I, I okay. Well, I, I get the confusion, but I, I but I think it's cleared, it's cleared up now, right? I, I think so. Yeah. Um, the Men of Letters kept keeping and feeding a monster. Uh, again, I, they said that they were trying to starve it because they couldn't kill it. Wait, what? Can you repeat that one? She says the Men of Letters keeping and feeding a monster. They weren't the Men of Letters. Yeah. Well, they weren't trying to feed it, and they weren't the Men of Letters. They couldn't kill it, <laughs> and they weren't. Wait, the wait, men wait, of wait, wait, hey, hey, Mike. I don't think they were the Men of Letters. Yeah, they, okay. and they weren't the Men of Letters. I just double checking, but I'm pretty well, sure they, they weren't the Men of Letters. Hey, um, but Thomas, they were they? The of, they weren't the Men of Letters. Yeah. Okay. Just to clarify. Yeah. Uh, she says not to mention the useless the robe wearing ones. Dean leaving Sam to babysit again and all of the sudden wants catch to be his backup. That was really a stretch while Sam uh, didn't get to help find his own mother again. The making up of new plots just as we went, no matter what it stomps on from before. I, um, I understand where she's coming from with the, ro- with the ropes. It, it, but I think that leaves room for how they got there. They started off as one thing. They were a subsect of the men of letters that became a, a group of guardians. Yeah. They started out as, as a cult, right. as a radical group. And then they became a family yep. that would defend and keep that monster locked in. But they weren't the men of letters. Again, they were a <laughs> they radicalized group. They said that they specifically stated that. And same thing when Sam and Dean walked into that bunker, they didn't even yeah. recognize the symbols. They were different. Uh, last one here, NJSPN fan says, this is one of those episodes where the showrunners realize there's only a handful of episodes left this season, and they better start moving the plot along. Mm-hmm. Good concept for an episode, but a flawed execution. I like the idea of having other Men of Letter chapters, though it did seem weird that the only entrance to the chapter was a manhole. If you have to jump down <laughs> to get in, how the hell do you get out of there? Uh, they seem to be going all in all in on the alternate dimension universe concept this season, since when can demons or princes of hell feed off angel grace? In my opinion, that defies logic and is a change to the canon normally reserved for Ross Lemming or Brad Buckner. Uh, besides the tip, besides That's the tip of the hat to fan fiction with the tentacles octopus lady, I, I'm not sure what fan fiction that is. We Mom. have yet more fan servicing with the return of Gabriel. Hope they come up with a damn good excuse for this and not something weak about the surviving gods. Is it fan service when the guy's been gone for five? I don't think so. Eight eight years? It seems like plot relevant, too. Yeah. Yeah, It depends. It it depends. It depends. uh, Now, it's fan service if you bring him back and you put your hands together and there's no point. You just look. There he is, guys. And you guys clap. So it really does. I mean, I don't disagree with her comment. It just it, it, it all depends on how it's executed. I guess we shall see. Right about patience it, we'll find out yeah uh while many fans like seeing their favorites come back i think it really hurts the show now death has absolutely no meaning in supernatural anymore and again it'll depend on why they brought him back and how he survived i understand the reason for wanting to split up the brothers to lighten the workloads and for one to stay behind but think this was clumsily written and handled the conversation between dean and sam would have worked in earlier seasons but it doesn't work anymore dean sounded just or more like john winchester in that scene and that's not a compliment right. So Dean is ready to go off with Ketch after Ketch tried killing him last season. I would have put a couple of bullets in Ketch's head, burned his body, fed it to, through a wood chipper, Jesus. then called the Reaper to dump his soul in the big empty to make sure he couldn't come back this time. Should I? Can, can we? Uh, hold on. Why not wait for Castiel to come back and strategize? 
all in all, I give it a C minus. Can I report that person? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's that was fucking aggressive. violent. Yeah. Um, you know what? I understand. I get it. But Dean clearly cares more about getting mom back than who's there with him. And like he said, he doesn't care if he dies. That supersedes everything. Yeah. Mary Winchester's on the other end. If Mary Winchester was not on the other end, then I would 100% yes. agree with her with her comment. But Dean pulled a gun on a kid because Mary Winchester was on the other end. You know, I, again, I can't disagree with any of these comments and n- none of them really. They all have some. It's all about perspective. And I guess what you how we ultimately going to grade this season is going to be how it all ends, how it all comes because together. Everything they're mentioning are for the most part are things that relies on what's, execution, what's going to happen, what's around the corner. All right. So that is going to be it for the final thoughts. We got a little bit of next week's show. Ryan, do you have the synopsis for the next episode? Oh, I sure do. Damn. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Lucifer rules over heaven, but things aren't going exactly as planned. Exasperating his first lady, Joe. (laughs) That is the dumbest (laughs) way. First lady, Joe. (laughs) It's the the comma. Fuck me up. Uh, (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Yeah. That's all it was about. Just fucking. He just wanted to go up there and fuck all the other angels, man. Until judgment day. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can't blame him. That's what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. But only a few more episodes left. And it'll be interesting to see this one and how they do how things they in the apocalypse world. And how they fuck. Right. It'll be a, full, a fuck fest oh. next episode. <laughs> oh, Dean and Catch, hope. Joe and Lucifer. It's just, you know, all I'll over the some place. Get Detch in there. Imagine <laughs> if they do that. Like there's just some just, <laughs> whatever guys. Let's just phone it in. Season twenty. We're all just gonna have sex a whole orgies all season. Oh, Good God. Two O. It's, it's, it's just a lot of blur effect. Yeah. On the screen. Oh God. All I'm right. Sure, I'm sure there's fans out there that would love that. I'm sure oh, there's fan wrong. fiction out there already written about that. I'll look that. it up. Oh, God. All right. With that, that's gonna do it here for Supernatural the Crossroads. Remind people who are listening that what's coming up next? Coming up next, if you are part of the Patreon tier to access the live videos, we're going to be doing a live video cast and for season one, episode 13, Route 666. And it is going to be an route interesting 666 if you pronounce it that way. It or just, route. It's up in the air. If you're uppity. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting discussion, I think. So if you guys are a member of that tier, head on over to the exclusive Facebook page now and you can check it all out. And you can see Ryan do stupid shit, I'm sure, as always. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan just shared a link called A Very Supernatural Orgy. That was Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I just found it. Oh, I love people. I should read some of it. Uh, oh my god who's your daddy lucifer said oh sam sammy you naughty boy <laughs> well, hold oh on, Cass, hold i'm on, glad you made on, it hold on a second this is gonna be a separate patreon thing lucifer one said, second we can't sign out lubricant? no we're not done <laughs> hold on we can't sign out yet hold on you gotta read some of that you want me to read some uh, yeah i think hold ryan on. needs to read hold some. on let me uh let me all get all right, all, right, all, right. all right here we go oh god right, here we go i'm gonna go i'm gonna oh go my ha- god. I'm start halfway in yeah don't 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 all right here we go all right go ahead Let's send people out. Soon, both Castiel and Deed had stripped off their pants, and they were now trying to decide who should give and who should receive. Eventually, they decided that Castiel would give first. Wait, we need condoms, Castiel shrieked. Shrieked? Now, now, stop stalling, my sweet virgin angel. That's terrible writing. Shrieked? I know. Doesn't that sound sound inappropriate for a lovemaking scene? Yeah. He shrieked. shrieked. It's, if you keep reading, dude, Sweet. it's not a lovemaking no, scene. Go, keep going. Oh. Let me go. Hold on. Okay. Now, now, stop stalling, my sweet virgin angel, oh. Dean said. <laughs> However, being a generally kind person, Dean decided to appease Cassian and called Bobby to ask him to pick up a pack of oh. Trojans. <laughs> Jesus, even Bobby's involved? <laughs> while, bo- while waiting for Bobby to bring condoms, Dean decided to have another go with Sam. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> passionate and sexual oh, man right, sex. This isn't that. even well done. <laughs> wait, hold on. For 13 Wait, minutes, hold on. Is this the beginning? Specific, is this I'm, the, I'm did you start from the beginning? Like, I'm about halfway through. This is oh, a it's very... didn't start this way. No, no, no. There was some lead up. Yeah. So you, you much, started man. in the middle like you like to do in real life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Forget the lead in. Forget foreplay. Let's go Just right to the origin. In, all right, we're done. Good this lord. We'll see you all later. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.